the Healthy Planet, the show for people who care about their health and the health of our planet on the Think Tech live streaming network series. I'm your host, Dr. Grace O'Neill. Joining me today is Wayne Tanaka, director of the Sierra Club of Hawaii. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you for being on the show. Tell, oh, us, about how you... oh, Tell us about how you became involved in Sierra Club, and it's nice to meet you as well. Um, sure. Uh, so I actually just started uh, with the Sierra Club of Hawaii as a chapter director in October of 2021. Um, prior to that, I was uh, working in the Office of Foreign Affairs doing public policy. Uh, so really advocating for the betterment of the conditions of Native Hawaiians in you know, all the areas of relevance, which you know in include not just environmental issues and culture issues, but also to you know, education and housing and criminal justice reform. Uh, but to the course of that work, we actually ended up working uh, very closely with uh, Marty Townsend, the, the past executive director, and you really got a sense of how critical the Sierra Club was as an advocate, you know, in the legislature, um, before executive um, boards and commissions and in the community. And and so when Marty was stepping down, you know, I thought it was important that we have someone, uh, you know, that someone would come in and, and hopefully continue, continue the good work of the chapter. That's wonderful. So, um... What kind of projects are you guys working on right now? Uh, so we we have, uh, I guess, a couple of different categories of, of work that we do. One is, uh, you know, um, connecting folks to the outdoors. So we actually were founded uh, over 50 years ago uh, with the uh, vision of, you know, helping people, especially young people, uh, appreciate the very incredibly unique you know things that we have here in Hawaii that make it so special the the, the plants the animals the, the landscapes um that really you know you can't find anywhere else in the world um and so we've you know continued that work we had a little pickup during the pandemic um you know with social distancing and and, and not being able to gather but uh in the last few months we have been restarting our um outings and service projects which you know help get people on the landscape um you know uh restoring uh native ecosystems um planting native plant species uh, and and just learning about what makes Hawaii such a special place, um, and then uh, the other uh, aspect of our work is advocacy, um, because you know we understand it's it's not just um, you know it, you know it's 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 amazing and awesome and, and so important that people are, are out there you know doing the work on the ground, but we also need uh, folks, organizations, institutions to advocate for the things um, that we care about. You know the trees they don't vote, they don't have voices, and so that we have to you know and. You know, same as our native you know, animal species and, and ecosystems. So really it's up to us as, as people uh, to carry, carry that message and carry that voice. And so, you know, we do a lot of work at the legislature um, advocating before, you know, Board of Land Natural Resources, uh, the Department of Health, uh, the Land Use Commission, Public Utilities Commission, um, around things like protecting our water resources, uh, upholding public trust, uh, in, uh, you know, enforcing, uh, you know, um, you know all of the legal protections that that um, have been put in place to preserve what you know what makes Hawaii so special. Um, you know we also advocate uh, for uh, really um, you know pivoting towards the kind of uh, you know native Hawaiian science and perspectives um, and, and 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 governance that we're really going to need. You know as we're looking forward into a very uncertain future uh, with the climate crisis. You know we have uh, you know immense amount of 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 knowledge and science and, and perspectives that um, we can really lean on that will probably give us the best chance of you know creating a, a livable and survivable future for ourselves here in Hawaii. 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I was listening and you said that you are planting some native species. I was wondering what kind of native species are you planting and where? Uh, so we actually have uh, the Hawaii chapter is, you know, covers all of the islands and um, we have uh, groups on the different islands. So Oahu has an Oahu group, Hawaii Island has a Hawaii Island group and so forth. And so uh, these groups of volunteers uh, lead outings and service projects where they do things like native plant restoration. So it's 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 really, um, uh, you know, throughout the islands. Uh, we have some really great uh, work being done in Wawa Malu. Um, so on the third Sunday of every month, the Sierra Club hosts a uh, native landscape restoration day where uh, volunteers come out. They pull they pull um, hale, pull hale um, plants, you know, native species that are specific to that region. Um, also on this island at Alamahamoy, there's a pretty, kind of like a forest that's being grown by volunteers um, that, that tend to that oh, really? um, space um, fairly frequently. So where um, is that exactly? I'm not, I'm not familiar with where that is. Uh, Alamahamoy, it's, it's more towards like, uh, I guess we'd say Pearl City side on Oahu. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. nice. And how big is this forest so far and what kind of trees do you have? Uh, I'll have to... Uh, I, I don't have the exact like acreage in, in on the top of my head, but you know we have, you know I know you know we've we've had um, one of the things that we've been doing is uh, having these virtual tree planting events where we give away native trees, and this came out of the pandemic when they couldn't really um, gather to do tree planting, but you know we could distribute trees and provide them with folks with expert advice about how to best care for them and nurture for them, um, and so some of those trees, um, you know, we ended up um, you know putting up at Alamahamoy as well. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, yeah, everything from Ali'i to um, uh, um, Chuck's, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I to totally am blanking on, on, on the name. Um, uh, Alikoa or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, Alikoa, I mean, there's, yeah. Um, uh, uh, trees are particularly suited for for that um kind of climate that's cool um, and then so besides the the native restoration you guys have other events too like other hikes i was looking on the website it looks mm -hmm. like you offer a lot of hikes and i think that's kind of a nice way for you to get to know people i mean who are interested in hiking and preserving nature so and so you said you have some people who are paid people at uh, Sierra Club, but then there's also, I'm sure there's a huge volunteer crew as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we, we do have about seven uh, paid staff um, uh, that, uh, you know, carry out the programs and, and work and, and, and uh -huh. uh, but really we are a volunteer driven organization. So um, our executive committee on the chapter level, they're all volunteers. They're, they're basically my boss. Um, the, um, the island groups that I mentioned earlier, they have executive committees that are also um, volunteers and, and um, they also coordinate and they coordinate all of, all of the work on the ground, um, with, especially with respect to the outings and service projects. So tell us about the advocacy that you guys are currently working on. Uh, okay. Uh, well, folks probably would best recognize us from our work around the Red Hill bulk fuel storage facility. Um, it's that 80 year old World War II era. Uh, underground storage tank system that's perched just a hundred feet above the sole source aquifer for Oahu, um, and you know it's in the news uh, on a weekly, if not daily basis. Um, and and we've actually been engaged in efforts to uh, prevent what has happened, uh, 
you know, in November of 2021, uh, for the last eight years or so, um, ever since that last big leak in, in 2014. And so we've engaged in litigation and, and really that's how we, we were able to uh, compile a lot of the technical information and all the data that really illustrates how uh, incredibly inherently dangerous this facility is. Um, and, and then uh, with, that, with that data and with the information, we're able to also kind of start spreading the word uh, to the community a little bit um, before the, uh, you know, the, that, that big spill in, in 2021. Um, unfortunately, it was not enough to prevent that uh, you know, calamity from happening. But, uh, you know, we are continuing to work to uh, ensure that uh, no further harm um, befalls our aquifer, befalls our island because of this facility. Um, and, and also, you know, pushing for you know, remedi remediation of, of the environment, um, pushing for the decommissioning of this facility permanently so it can never be used again for, you know, mm -hmm. hazardous material storage. Um, and also uh, for justice for for the thousands of people that were affected and many of whom are still you know very very sick and, and still struggling with the the health and financial fallout of of, of the crisis. Um, so I also see stuff on the website for the East Maui streams mm -hmm. and uh, I guess um, if you could tell us a little bit about that I wasn't aware that there was anything going on there. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you know there's. Um, Tens of thousands of acres of, of public lands in, in East Maui uh, that have been historically diverted for sugar, uh, uh, sugarcane uh, plantation uh, activities in, in central Maui. Um, and, you know, you know, for the last since the 1980s, essentially, uh, the stream diverters have been on uh, what are supposed to be temporary uh, one year revocable permits. And um, even though, though they applied for a long term lease in uh, the early 2000s, uh, they still haven't, uh, you know, conducted an environmental assessment. Um, or actually, sorry, I, I'll take that back. They, they did just finish an environmental impact statement in 2019, um, but it took them, you know, over 15 years uh, to do that. Um, and all this time, they've been diverting water, right? So um, until some more recent historic decisions by the Water Commission, uh, you know, they were taking anywhere from 120 to 400 million gallons of water per day. Um, wow. uh, for a long, long time, right? And 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 because they're using you know fairly antiquated irrigation infrastructure and earthen reservoirs, uh, you know so much of that water is wasted. Um, and so um, although we have had and the community has had major victories um, in in having stream flow ordered restored for um, uh, now for throughout the entire uh, license area, it's called. Um, there's still issues with uh, with waste, which um, you know, it's water's the most precious resource, and our laws and constitution require that it be carefully managed uh, and and used for you know the good of both present and future generations, and being mindful of all of the ecological needs that water serves, as well as the needs of you know riparian like landowners and subsistence communities and and, and farmers and so forth. And so, um, uh, so our uh, you know our work has really been to kind of uphold that that concept that public trust in water um to get you know to reduce the waste and and you know if if we can save millions of gallons of water per day um from leaking all of these you know concrete uh, ditches and these these earthen dams then you know there'll be more than enough water you know to both support the watersheds and the in the ecosystems and the communities in east maui as well as support you know uh, central maui agriculture and and the needs of um, of upcountry maui so the sugar plantations are still active or what are they different kinds of plantations now? I wasn't aware, um, just my own inference, but. Yeah, so uh, Alexander and Baldwin had 
uh, about 17,000 acres of land in central Mali where they were doing sugarcane um, uh, cultivation. They uh, decided uh, in, I think, 2016 uh, to halt um, sugarcane production and ended up selling, uh, uh, you know, selling their land to Mahipono, um, which is now pursuing uh, diversified agriculture um, in, in central Mali. Um, and so, you know, they're still, uh, you know, building up towards, you know, the full growth of what, what they envision uh, for that land. Um, and, uh, and, and we're, you know, we're not opposed to that whatsoever. It's, it's just more the matter of making sure that we, um, uh, you know, aren't wasting so much water and, and, and are able to balance the needs of, of both Central Mali agriculture as well as, you know, East Mali ecosystems and watersheds. And then I also see there's some involvement in energy justice for all um, mm -hmm. and electricity costs. What is that campaign about? That campaign? Uh, so, you know, the Sierra Club, you know, we've been uh, one of the folks leading the charge in um, pushing Hawaii to be a, a leader in, in, the res in our response to the climate crisis. Um, and part of that is, you know, establishing these uh, renewable energy portfolio mandates that uh, you know, basically commit the state to going to full renewable energy sources in the, uh, you know, uh, by, by, by 2045, being, basically being carbon uh, uh, negative. Um, and uh, however, you know, it is also super important uh, for us that as we transition towards this renewable future, that we're doing so in a way that is just and equitable uh, and mindful of the ways that um, certain communities in particular have been uh, burdened by you know not just you know fossil fuel burning facilities but also you know landfills hazardous waste storage areas you know things that really um have had real concrete impacts on on the health of communities as well as the surrounding environment and so um you know as we go towards the renewable future we understand that we can't actually uh do so in a in a timely just manner without you know uh fixing the, the systems that have you know allowed for you know these un you know, unjust burdens to be, to be placed on certain communities. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's great that uh, solar energy is being encouraged. What other forms of energy are potentially possible in Hawaii? Uh, well, you know, folks are looking at, at the full range of of um, of renewable sources, um, which, uh, by the way, is also a public trust resource. If you look at our constitution, um, and and so again, that that requires you know considerations of equity and and all the different ways that it may, might impact other you know public trust uh, interests and purposes um but you know beyond solar we have you know folks looking at wind uh folks looking at geothermal uh even even wave energy i think um in federal waters there may be a proposal um that has been in the works for i want to say maybe a decade now um well, of course, with all these things, the devil will be in the details and into how they're proposed and cited, and and how communities are engaged to make sure they understand what's going on, and and and, and really uh, make sure that um, you know, especially if if a community is going to be disproportionately burdened, uh, that they are able to um, you know have real discussions about what would be a commensurate benefit, right? Like if you're gonna if we're gonna be leaning on on them for to meet you know the needs of the greater community, then how can we make it sure that it's um, most equitable and fair? So on your staff for the advocacy and the other activities, what kind of background do you have anybody who has, I mean, I guess you must have some lobbyists and is there an attorney on the staff in mm -hmm. Hawaii? Uh, we actually have, uh, yeah, so we have uh, 
uh, an organizer uh, with trained organizing background uh, uh, with labor unions. We have another organizer who is, has a master's in public health as well as a JD, so a law degree. Um, I, I have a, a, a law degree from the uh, University of Hawaii Law School as well. Um, we also have folks that are uh, pursuing their master's and um, in, in environmental management as well as um, you know a PhD in urban planning. Um, and so, yeah, so we have a pretty diverse um, skill set uh, that, that we've been lucky to, to harness. That's wonderful. So, and I also see here that Sierra, uh, Sierra Club also has some advocacy uh, regarding the climate crisis. What has Sierra Club of Hawaii been doing for the climate crisis? Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, beyond the Red Hill, like existential threat, um, uh, you know, just just trying to trying to think of how we can best prepare ourselves um, for you know the the ongoing destabilization of our climate, um, and and maybe even model a, a, a response that other places can follow. Um, and so so when when we think about you know how we're going to you know survive the next few decades, you know, there's really three things we need. It's um, it's water. Uh, it's water to drink and, and, and for all other things that, that we use water for, uh, we need food, um, especially knowing that, you know, places like the continents are getting hotter and drying up and, you know, uh, there's supply chain issues and, and mega storms that may cut us off from the outside world, which we depend upon, unfortunately, for much of our, our food. Um, and then the third, uh, you know, the third pillar, I guess, of resilience is, is really um, each other, you know, uh, re, um, recognizing our relationships to to each other and, and to this place and, and 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 making sure people understand that really we will need each other just to survive um you know as you know dr chip fletcher talks a lot about this um he's a um, climate scientist with SOAS, but um really it, it's it's shown in other places where disasters have happened that it's those communities with strong social cohesion with strong social ties of people that care about each other uh, that do the best uh, in terms of recovering from disasters and, and being resilient and um and if we you know if we don't do that then we risk just you know turning on each other when when times get rough as we know they will um and so uh you know you know a lot of our work is ar is around those those pillars right so advocating uh to protect our our water from you know permanent contamination advocating to uphold the public trust to retreat water as preciousness precious resource that it is um also supporting uh, you know, uh, Native Hawaiian approaches to land stewardship um, and governance. Um, and, you know, there are, again, this is, I'm not just saying this, there's, you know, published studies by uh, folks like Dr. Nali Kurushima, who uh, have demonstrated that if we do uh, pivot towards, you know, traditional agricultural methods and, you know, traditional footprints, we can actually begin producing food on a scale that could feed hundreds of thousands of people without, without imports, um, you know, as, as, has been done, you know, for, since time immemorial, uh, and that's taking into account, you know, uh, uh, changes to our, you know, our, our climate, uh, taking into account changes to land use, like urbanization, um, and and um, uh, and 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 really all of these things, I think, uh, we have a strong foundation for. And and again, I'm I'm kind of stealing this from Dr. Fletcher as well, but really that that foundation of Native Hawaiian like science. And and land use practices and perspectives on our relationship uh, to each other and to place and 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 to all the things that make we you know uh, so unique all the living things um, 
um, it's 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 all there, but it's it's just a matter of you know, are we willing uh, to make that pivot um, to to make those uh, political and policy concessions um, um, that um, you know, and 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 not and not perpetuate, but actually you know, start healing some of some of the harms and traumas and disparities and privileges uh, that we are challenged with because of um, you know several decades, generations of um, you know, uh, you know, oligarchical control and displacement of of the systems that that had worked previously for 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 millennia. Yeah, no, um, that's great. Um, I uh, wanted to now kind of turn directions and touch on what kind of things people can do to get involved in the Sierra Club. Uh, I see that there's a bunch of things on your website that sound very interesting. There's one area that says neighbor island service trips. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I really recommend signing up for our Malama newsletter, um, Sierra Club Hawaii slash Malama, M-A-L-A-M-A. And um, uh, every month we have kind of a, a newsletter that goes out. But if you click on the, the island groups uh, section, it'll talk about all of the service uh, trips and outings. Um, that are being planned um, for the up upcoming few weeks, uh, and and so that's a really great way to get plugged in, uh, especially if you want to you know um, uh, get on the ground, put put your hands in the in the soil, um, mm -hmm. or just learn about you know like all of the amazing you know uh, you know things that we might not um, think about or notice you know unless we're actually like looking for them and being mind and um, being mindful. So. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to get involved with that with that uh, um, section of, of our work. Um, we also have, if you go to circlepoy.org uh, slash Red Hill, then we'll also have a, a sign up for action alerts about you know our advocacy in that area, um, uh, as well as for for other issue areas that you may be um, uh, you know interested in, whether it's energy justice um, uh, or or streams or water protection. Um, yeah, um, so that would be issues. picketing or um, testifying at the Senate or House or something, or what kind of uh, writing letters, what kind of things would people be doing in that case if they signed mm -hmm. up for that? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it depends on, on the situation and, um, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, what the, the decision makers are, you know, the, the degree to which, um, you know, any campaign requires, you know, yeah, escalated actions or just, you know, engagement, uh, civic engagement. So um, you get action alerts about uh, testimonies that are needed at the legislature or before certain boards of commissions. Um, you know, there's some uh, legal cases that, you know, I think people, you know, it's helpful to have people there and, and, and to let, you know, let the um, let folks know that that people care about you know things like water security, or climate security, um, and um, uh, you know, and and we'll also send out alerts for other um, events. Uh, like you know, we just 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 past uh, Sunday, we had a walk for water at Alamana uh, Beach Park, uh, which had almost five hundred people uh, show up and and wow. from all walks of life. Yeah, it was actually organized by um by by senior citizens like Kupuna um, from. Um, Wanalua and and Manoa, nice. and they did an amazing job of bringing so many different kinds of people That's together. Amazing! Yeah. Wow. And then I saw that you. I I don't know if you're still having this program because you had spoken about it being part of the pandemic, but I see a virtual tree planting. Are you still doing mm -hmm. that? Uh yes, yes. Oh. We just had one uh, a few weeks ago in uh, at Nanakuli Intermediate and High School. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, that was probably our most successful one ones in terms of um, getting trees out um, to the community. Uh, we're probably going to take a little break uh, because uh, 
uh, because of the, the weather conditions, or if it's hot during the summer, then trees have less of a chance of surviving. So we we usually try and time them for the fall uh, and spring, um, just to give the trees the best chance of of, of thriving. Uh -huh. So do you, when you give away the trees, what kind of species do you have available for people? Uh, it, it, it really depends on where we're giving them out. So, um, you know, at uh, Nana Kuli, we're giving uh, kind of more uh, trees uh, and plants that are, um, um, are from like drier climates, right? So Ilima Papa, um, Kua'i'a, um, we had some Mauhauhele, um, what else? Pohinahina, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it really depends on, on, on what region um, we're, we're basing our event out of. And where did you obtain these trees from? Are there volunteers growing the trees or? Uh, we actually get, uh, we get them from uh, Huiku Maliola, which is a native tr native plant nursery in Hiea. Oh, nice. Nice. That's great. And I also saw this other program, High School Hikers. This sounds great. Uh, and is this led by, I'm assuming, an older person than someone in high school, or is it mostly driven by people in high school? Uh, yeah, the high school hikers program, we do ha we have a, you know, folks willing to coordinate on our end. We actually really could use, um, especially if you're a teacher and, and willing to help um, coordinate on the school end, you know, there is, there are, um, you know, high school hikers is, is a long running program with the Circle of Hawaii, um, but, you know, over the years, because of liability issues and you know there's lots lots more paperwork and, and bureaucracy that you have to navigate and so it's a little hard to sustain these days but if there are mm -hmm. any any teachers willing to kind of um help uh, take that on it's it's a great way to get youth out you know um on, onto the landscape and, and learning you know and not just you know going on a hike to go on a hike but really like opening their eyes to all of the really like magical and incredible like things that are, that are still out there you know um is it an organization that is at all high schools or only some high schools have a chapter where there's a teacher that can be the leader of the chapter? Uh, yes, Kurt. Yeah. So we, um, I don't, we don't have any active chapters right now. I think just because of, well, first of the pandemic and then, um, you know, getting, um, getting that kind of staff support where everything teachers have been going through has been difficult, but, um, it's, yeah, it's really more, um, depending on the, the teacher and the school and their willingness to um, kind of participate. No, that's great. Um, so we're running out of time, uh, but, you know, we're going to have to wrap it up soon. But I thank you so much for being on our show. I'm Dr. Grace O'Neill. This is Healthy Planet on the Think Tech Live Streaming Network series. We're going to be talking to Wayne Tanaka of the Sierra Club of Hawaii. Thanks to Michael, our broadcast engineer, and the rest of the crew at ThinkTech for hosting our show. And thanks to you, our listeners, for listening. I'll see you in two weeks for more of Healthy Planet on ThinkTech, the show for people who care about their health and the health of our planet. I will be talking to the Student Animal Defense League of the UH William S. Richardson School of Law. If you have ideas for the show or questions for my future show guests, please contact me at healthyplanetthinktech at gmail.com. Check out my website at graceinhawaii.com or Instagram at gracefulliving365 for more information on my projects, including future show guests. I'm Dr. Grace O'Neill. Aloha, everyone. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, 
please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo. Thank you.